welcome to Rainbow Chat Soccer Podcast. I'm the host, John Antonizzo, and I'm here with Brian Sigurdsson, and Basil Malegi is back on. I see Pancake in the background. Is that Pancake? Pancake! Pancake! I'm going to see if uh, my cat, uh, Mr. Pancake, uh, wants to contribute today, but probably not because she doesn't seem to do anything ever. She's terrible. She's also Uh, a Best of Task fan, so her opinions are... Ooh, she's struggling. Yeah. Um, All right, so four Champions Champions League games this week. Uh, Interesting one yesterday. Two interesting ones today. Maz, I'll start with you. Yesterday, Barcelona-Chelsea. I think we have uh, some disagreement over who got the better end of this game. And I want to hear your opinion, and then I'm going to shut it down immediately. Destroy it. Um, um, why, why, why did Antonio Conte um, have a good result here? So I want to clarify. I think that Barcelona <laughs> had the better result. Okay. But let me, let, me say, let me say what I mean in terms of why I thought this was a good development for Chelsea. Because going into this round, I think most people would say that Chelsea didn't stand much of a chance against Barcelona. They're outclassed. They they had they're playing up in in level and 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 they would have to put together like really great performances if they were going to be able to win. I thought the performance we saw was very good. I didn't think it was necessarily the best football they could have possibly played. I think that they played an extremely organized game. It was organized tactically. They allowed Barcelona to have possession of the ball, and they still seemed to bottle up their offense. It was only because of a mistake of their own that they allowed a goal, um, which is a little bit unfortunate. But going back to Cam No on level terms, 1-1, it's honestly more than I thought they would get. I thought that they would play a, 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 a more... I thought they would be forced to play defense and they wouldn't be able to counterattack and they wouldn't be able to create chances and they wouldn't be able to look dangerous, honestly. I really thought they would be outclassed and then they would be hoping for a draw 0-0. But that's not what I saw. I saw creativity from, 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 from their front line. They didn't even play with a striker and yet they were able to make, create great counterattacking chances. And I mean, what can you say about the play of Will Jan? It was absolutely incredible, uh, the game that he played. Uh, and so I think like there's this positive to draw from it. If if they're able to play, because here's the thing, I, I think people are saying, oh, it's going back to Barcelona. It's go, you know, it's it, it's going to be a different game. I mean, how different is it is it really going to be? The, the, Chelsea allowed Barcelona to have what like seventy percent possession of the ball the whole game. <laughs> seventy three. And I mean, like, what do we think the difference is going to be between the way that they played at Stamford Bridge and then the way that they're going to play in Cam? No, I, I feel like what Barcelona is going to attack more like Barcelona attacked the whole game. So if Chelsea can play a similar style game, yeah, they'll probably lose. But I, th- I honestly feel like they, they proved that they could they don't need to do something spectacular to beat Barcelona. They just need to play Chelsea football. And I think that's a win. Yeah. Before you rebut, John, I think it's impressive that Chelsea went out with a back three and gave up only one goal and had the lead and counterattack the way they went. I thought Conte set them up in a really good position to beat Barcelona using the resources available. Actually, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how putting Hazard up at like a, the striker false nine position was weird. I thought it made a ton of sense against Barcelona. Um 
doesn't against maybe other teams in the Premier League, but against Barcelona, it was the right move. And I was impressed with Conte and, and this team. And just one more thing. Sorry, John. The main, <laughs> difference, the, the main difference between what's going to happen in England and what's going to happen in Spain is Chelsea is going to probably have to play with either Alvaro Morata or with Giroud up front for the full game. Um, and I think that, you know, it was interesting to see them basically see the idea that they're not going to be able to compete in the midfield unless they in the, unless they really keep a contained structure and basically said they're not going to waste a player on a striker. They're going to need to have a striker. Yeah. Up front. So, so, so here's my I mean, my response to that, it would be you sound pretty confident that, you know, both of you that they made the right decision in playing Hazard as the false nine. Why do they need a striker going into Spain if, if they got a goal at this game? Why do they need to change their tactics for the return game? I don't think they well, need to, but they, they will probably well, need to I mean, score at least that, one. That's well, what Madison just to, said. They do need to score one. That, right. that is the thing. They actually right. do need to score one, which is which but they is, scored. But they scored one here. So why do they need a striker? Well, no, to no, no, it's, it's 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 a difference in what you need in this game to begin with. They didn't need to score. So they didn't need that position in this game. They do need to score. I understand that they, they did score. They could have scored more. But they, they, they scored one, and that's fine. But they're gonna they are gonna need to present an attack more attacking uh, attacking possibilities. Okay, I said for the full ninety minutes. Maybe they don't need Morata and Giroud out there for ninety minutes. But in the sixty minute markets, they still are at zeros. They're gonna need to put an attacking player on the field because they need that goal. Who, who do you take off, Pedro? Slot Hazard up, back. Line up last, and then for yeah. the last game. Probably right. I mean. Yeah, you take off Pedro. You take off Pedro. You're not taking off Willian. You're not taking off Conte or Fabregas. Maybe Fabregas, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to suggest. Maybe maybe, maybe a midfielder. You take out Fabregas, maybe. I'm not really Slight sure. Slight Hazard back or Willian back. I don't know. My, my, my point is, you had to assume as Conte that you were going to return to Spain probably having given up at least one goal. So I'm never in the camp of... Well, you know, we're not going to start a striker. You should go for it. If you're at home, you should go for it. It's sort of the the Jose Mourinho approach. You know, we'll we'll talk about United in a little bit. Um, but not starting a striker for this game has now put them in a position where they're returning to Spain uh, in a tie game. I mean, and, and they've given up the away goal. And it's easy for you to say that okay, Hazard does the Pulse nine work because they got a goal. But ultimately, this is a bad result for them. It did no, not work. No, no, no. Hold on. But it, it, the Hazard as a false nine wasn't about the goal they scored. It was about the goals they didn't allow. Chelsea, Chelsea entered this game with a different mindset than the mindset you have, which is fine. Your mindset is that they need to go attacking. They need to take advantage of their home field. They need to score goals. Right. Their, their mindset was not that. Their mindset was we're going to take what Barcelona allow us on the break, and we are instead going to bottle up their 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 play. And, 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 and I, thought, I don't. And, and I and I agree with you. I think they did a good job of that. But I think you're taking this game as Barcelona was going to come in guns blazing, full out, all out Barcelona attack. And that's I don't believe that's how they played. I don't believe that it was something that Chelsea did to stop Barcelona's all out attack. Barcelona, if you look at their schedule, they've played six games this month. It's the twenty. It's as of yesterday, six games this month. That's a game almost every three days. Well, they so, basically played uh, two two day two games a week every week this year. Effectively, this year. exactly. So, so to me, 
what we saw from Valverde was the the A squad playing at Stamford Bridge, but perhaps it was a little bit of energy conservation, knowing that all they have to do is stop Chelsea from getting more than a goal. I, I, and, and to be fair, I mean, I don't think Barcelona gave Chelsea quality chances. The chances that William had were individual brilliance. I mean, everything that William got was outside of the box. The goal is a brilliant shot through defenders from outside the box. The two posts outside the box. Hazard's volley, half volley that kind of just flew over the net. They're individual brilliant chances. I mean, we didn't see it because they're not playing a striker, but we didn't see any chances from inside the box. So I don't think it was anything that I, I don't think it was Chelsea stifling Barcelona's attack. I I don't know, Madison, you're making a face. Eh? <laughs> what you're saying could be true, and I'll get to that in a second. I just want to address this point about William and Hazard's individual brilliance. That was the idea. The idea was to let them run on the break and do that. So you're, you're like you saying that they didn't create chances in the box. Like it wasn't Conte's plan. Conte's plan was to allow William and Hazard to do individual brilliant things to create chances. And it so, worked. It, so, it is so, interesting it, that, a, that, a, that a coach can rely on just two members of his team to create attacking chances, and that's all they actually need. I, I would find it hard to believe that Conte's game plan was, okay, we're going to take these two guys who are capable of brilliant but low percentage chances, and we're going to hope they can convert one of them. I think you he probably no, would have been his, more. His, his, plan though was sit back absorb the pressure let barcelona have the ball and you know get them on the break and use their individual brilliance to create advantages and take you know get your best players out in space get you know get get uh, alonzo and moses wide and feed you know feed your best players in uh, in space on the break and capitalize that was their plan which is the same plan that you know a lot of teams have against the best teams in the world at chelsea just did a pretty good job of executing it yeah i i, I again i mean did we did was luis suarez's name mentioned at all this game i i don't know uh i had a yellow card I, I, actually i want to get to, i want to get to that point john because your point's a good point maybe i think there's the plan, a calculated I, idea from I barcelona plan, i think the plan was to go through the motions I Fine. Think the plan- okay, let's take let's let's examine that like it's true. Let's say that's true. Okay, because first of all, we don't know if that's true, but let's say it is yeah. true. Let's say it's true. And Barcelona just went through the motions and they kind of played a conservative game and they didn't they knew that they were an away game and they were ready to just take it to a McCann now. That's a risk the manager took. Yes. Manager took a risk. Yes. And now Chelsea is coming into Cam No and can beat them. I understand that it's not it's not the most likely thing, but Chelsea can go in and all they have to do is win. They have to win the game. Is it the I mean, all they have to do is beat Barcelona, right? Like, I mean, like it's not. <laughs> but they like, had to beat it, Barcelona. In Barcelona. Barcelona has one loss the entire world. This year. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing at all. I'm not trying to say that that's an easy thing, but now 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 the problem is encapsulated. Now Conte has the ability, and Conte is a good manager. I think yes. he's a great job tactically in this game, and he doesn't necessarily have to come out with the same plan. He can come out with a different plan. Now Conte has a chance to win the game out there and steal it from them. So if, if Enrique really made the decision, then like, it's confidence we'll see in how intelligent it was. Yeah, but but this is but this I mean this isn't anything new, right? This is just part of the two leg system where the manager. You know, if you're the second leg, you, you sort of rely on that. You rely on your home field advantage, and, and you just 
they got their away goal. <laughs> I, I, they, uh, they, they, played, they had a good result. I, I think they played a conservative style, still got their away goal, and still put them in a position yeah. themselves in a position they to. Little, they were a little lucky to get that goal, but I. Oh, Iniesta! Uh, I haven't seen him run that fast in years. I mean, they were they were they were absolutely a little lucky to get that goal. Um, I would say that Williams' goal was also lucky, though. Sure, but here's a, a kind of controversial, maybe thing that I that I was talking about with a friend of mine, but I, I'll bring it up now. I almost wonder what you guys think. Does that goal matter? I just said it matters in the result. <laughs> but like any other no. uh, Messi's goal? Do you think it changes anything? No, 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 no. But but that's that's out. exactly that is exactly my point. I think Barcelona would have been totally okay losing one nothing playing this conservative style. I think the purpose was put yourself in the best possible position going to camp now. And if if as long as they're not giving up two goals, they are totally comfortable. How however they go back home, so that's so cool. that, maybe, maybe it's some ten D chess, but also that's putting a lot of pressure on one game. They have to they have to beat Chelsea, and beating Chelsea is not easy. It's just it's this is exactly what I would expect from Chelsea to be able to do. And I'm 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 not a Chelsea fan by really any means, <laughs> but I was I was impressed with their ability to go out and play the game, and I think that they're making it. They are going to make it difficult for Barcelona to advance. They're going to make it difficult. And that's something I wasn't expecting from this tie. You might be right that it was like they just let this game go. But I was expecting this tie to be a walk in the park for Barcelona. I really was. And I just don't think it is. I agree with you. I'm surprised that it is a tie. Let's put it that way. I'm surprised that it's competitive. Um, I I haven't been impressed by how Chelsea's been playing uh, prior to this game. Uh, obviously, there's there's issues with Conte, and you know, is he checked out? Um, he wasn't checked out today, yesterday. I don't think so. He wasn't checked out yet, but but I mean, Ryan, what do you do for the second leg? How do you change your tactics for the second leg? How do you win the second leg? I think I don't know if you change anything. Maybe you bring on Giroud. I think what you do is you hold the fort, you play this the same lineup, same tactics, and instead of um, bringing on Murata. When did Murata come on? Like he the came eighty something. Yeah, if you if you have a tied game in the sixtieth minute, you bring on Murata and Giroud then, rather than the eightieth minute, and you hold the four until it's time to s- steal a goal. And then my counter with, to that would be you're going to hold Barcelona at Camp Nou with a back three. Maybe. I mean, you did it at home. I mean, you have what up? What is your choice? You didn't do it at home. It, that's the thing. It, you, had a, you had a lead through, uh, what, the six, lead was 75 minutes? The lead, no, the lead was for, what, 11 minutes? Oh, you had the lead for 11 minutes. Yeah. But what minutes, I think so. that's the better play than throwing Giroud or Murata out there, taking, you know, playing, trying to score three goals, and then getting beat 6-2. Because, yeah. you know, Barcelona's going to beat you if you're going to— and I just don't think Chelsea's like this is it's it's a matter of like protecting their back line, not playing with a back line. And I think right. playing the more conservative, letting Barcelona have most of most of the possession and getting them and attacking on the break is the way to do that. Yeah, well, I mean that's definitely what they're going to have to do. I mean, ultimately, I think Mazin, you're bringing up Valverde running a huge risk, you know, by by playing a more conservative game uh, at, at Stamford Bridge. I think Conte did something similar by not playing a striker, even a single striker. Um, I, I think he 
I think he just needs to go for it more, especially when you're playing a team like Barcelona. Uh, you need to take advantage of your home game. So I have a question for you guys, because I have my answer for Spurs. If this was Liverpool and Klopp played not the exact same type of game, because I don't think Liverpool can, but they played a similar style where they, at home, they didn't attack as much as you wanted, was, but they got a 1-1 result. Right, let's, let's pause. They definitely can't do this hypothetical if, if they game that you're yeah. But, no, no, no. Like, no, no, no. I, I what I'm trying to say is, okay, go ahead. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, what would happen? How would you feel if they didn't? They played more conservative than they usually would, and they got a one-one draw at home going into Camp Nou. Well, for like, Liverpool, I would be very disappointed with that result. Yeah, but that, but Liverpool is a different team. I want to I want to I want to I want to stress something about Chelsea again. I think I said it earlier, but I just want to stress it. They didn't like the players on the pitch. They did well. They didn't do amazing. Willian did amazing himself. <laughs> One player. Okay, he did. He did amazing himself. Okay, but the but the Chelsea. I mean, you didn't watch that game and you say, "Wow, Chelsea's coming out here with the fire and ferocity that I've never seen them." No, you didn't see that from them. You saw them play like a normal, organized game, and they got a good result. So what does that tell me? Is that this isn't outside of the realm of their possibility? Like to bring up the Liverpool example. A game that would be like that would give me like uh, kind of like weird false impression would be the game they played against Manchester City. I think Liverpool played outside their skin in that game. The players went out with a fire and they played like an amazing game. And that's like a game that they're not going to play. If they played that replay that t- ten times, they're going to play that maybe twice, right? That's just not the kind of game they play. But Chelsea, ten times against Barcelona in that kind of game, they'd pull it off nine times out of ten. This was a normal game for them. And I think that's encouraging going into that second leg because they played a conservative game and they managed it well against Barcelona. It was at home, fine. Maybe Barcelona didn't play 100% fine. But, like, I'm encouraged as a Chelsea fan that they played a Chelsea game and they got that result. So that's why I think it's different. So you're happy because they didn't have to play out of their skulls to get this result. They didn't have to play a game they don't play. They played the game they play. I I, I actually agree with you, Madison, that I don't think Either team played particularly well, um, or, or I should say to their full potential. But I think that's going to be detrimental to Chelsea when they run into a Barcelona team that just has that extra gear at Camp Nou. Yeah. Um, uh, if they have it, we'll see. <laughs> well, they've, they've had it. They're, you know, they, again, they have one loss all season. There's no reason to think they don't have it. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about this game. I think I, I think it's an interesting tie. I think Chelsea it's got the most uh, interesting game of the of the group uh, that we that we saw this this week. Out of all, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, let's briefly talk about the other game yesterday. I think Ryan, you brought up an interesting point about the Bayern game. It's a tough loss for Bishtikas. Honestly, I did want to see how they were able to compete. I mean, coming off that group stage win, I think it surprised probably anyone who follows. Uh, Champions League, European football, things like that. Um, definitely a red card as the last guy tackling. Oh, absolutely uh, a red card. But, but what was your take? I, I, you had an interesting point for... I mean, my point is simply that, like, that was an early red card. It was in 
let's see, let me bring that up. What the 30, 30 something, 30 something minute. Yeah. Really quick. Uh, it was a pretty mostly even game at that time. Yeah. And you just, I just don't think you take that card. You, and this is happening more and more frequently, but especially on the road. 16th. It was, you're right. It it was 16th minute. 16th minute. Yeah. So, you're on the road. You're in Germany. Um, you have a team that you you trust. You have guys, you know, experienced guys. You have Gary Medell. You have Pepe. You have Adriano. You've got Charisma up top, which is amazing that he's still playing. But um, you just don't take that red there because yeah. you you give up the goal almost to live another day and maybe only lose two nothing and give yourself a chance. Yeah. back in turkey but you just don't you don't take that card there um it wasn't a very good tackle anyways it was, it was a pretty clear red like yeah so. i mean the, and, the, there was no argument right it, it's, yeah and it, once it's you're a- um once you're once you're barren and you can bring on robin in what like the 70th minute like you're just it's just the game's over right? yeah, he Rob, came on. so robin robin actually came on for an injured hummus you're right, right i'm sorry at, he came right, on halfway through the game yeah. right at the halftime uh even as for that defender, uh, I have no idea how to say his first name, but Vita, um, you know, knowing that you can't play the second leg, too, is huge. It's, that sucks. So I had an interesting thought that I'm stealing from another podcast that I can't remember, so it's not actually my thought. <laughs> I, I had an interesting thought. It wasn't mine. But, but <laughs> the thought is, was... I, I disagree with it, but do you think that Bayern kind of should be should uh, or kind of would wish to play a better side in this round to kind of like they're 19 points ahead in their league. They like, you know, waltz through this game once that red card happened. Like, do they, you know, have they proven themselves at all or are they, you know, s- still a top tier contender team for you guys? Uh, has Bayern Munich proved itself? I'm yeah, against, Bayern Munich against, top, against top flight competition this year. No, they're proven. Yes, I would say they're yes. proven. Uh, yes. Also, I'm not okay. Uh, not proven, but do you wish they had a little bit more adversity against themselves? No. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think. All right, I, I agree too. I think it's no, but um, it was. Uh, I mean, point. okay, but let's 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 dissect that. Let's go more. You don't have to. We can talk about because I think video. like maybe like you know maybe. Okay, first of all, the answer to your question is: Should do they want top top tier talent to play against in the first round? No, no, because they want to advance. No. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, nice that's the answer. First round game, get into the next round. You know, like get in, get in, keep going. Because I think you have another example of another team that hasn't proven itself in its domestic league because it has no competition. It had to play top tier talent. It didn't work out so well for them. Hey. Hey. Shock Oh, sorry. Who? 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 who me are the perfect rebuttal to this argument. PSG would love to be playing against Vesiktas. That would yeah. be amazing. They would love that. Also, also to add to this argument, Bayern just wants that Champions League trophy. It doesn't matter how they get it. <laughs> I they, agree. It, but can we talk about that the PSG idea? Because don't lest we forget, they were in the same group. Bayern came in second. And drew Besiktas. Yeah, they just PSG, PSG just got one and drew Real Madrid. Thank you, Spurs. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's another another one of the ties. That's uh, well, it's over. That one we could say is over. I mean, Liverpool, I'm not a hundred percent, but but Bayern is over. Who um, come out blazing with the six goals? You don't know. Porto could do. <laughs> they, they, you don't. You don't know. You, you just don't know. 
Um, all right, let's talk about the games today. Um, so two interesting games today. I don't know if you guys you guys caught either of them, but interesting is probably not the best term I would use to describe the United game. Listen, I want to talk about a lot of decisions that were made with this United game. So first of all, the lineup, right? Obviously, leaving Paul, not just Paul Pogba, right? So not just Paul Pogba for guy who Mourinho says, you know what? This guy deserves his chance. Like he, he goes about his business quietly. He doesn't. Mourinho said something like he doesn't drive a flashy car, have a flashy haircut. This is a quote. Uh, uh, describing like his name is like McNulty or like seriously something like made up like that. Oh, um, McTominay. McTominay, yeah. Thank you. Um, not starting Lingard, who is just been on fire this season. Um, not starting Rashford. Not starting not Martial. Start, <laughs> not starting Rashford. Not starting Martial. Uh, you know, obviously you have Sanchez, but Sanchez. Really hasn't done much in a United jersey thus far. You put Herrera on the field, who wound up being injured after like 20 minutes. Um, is is Jose Mourinho in a two-leg tie in the away game the most boring possible game <laughs> you can watch, like of all time? I mean, it's just it, it's it's so consistently the same thing. Yeah, it's almost like the manager is coming out in a two-leg tie and deciding to play a conservative first game on the away field so that they can have the home game be the game. Yeah, see, see, see you're, you're referencing something I said earlier in the podcast, and that's fine. I accept that. But Barcelona got a result. <laughs> so did Man U. So did Manchester United. The, the difference is, though, is that Manchester United only are – going in back to uh, England tied is because David De Gea is probably the best keeper in the world right now. One of right. the best keepers in the world. Right. Yeah. But he plays for Manchester United. So that, so yeah, like, okay. So, so yes, it's the, it's the, the same difference. Chelsea, it's the same Chelsea argument though. So you're going to rely on your spectacular players to be spectacular. That is typically how you have to manage games. You can't just trade <laughs> up tactics. The players have to play. <laughs> I think I, I think Man U played Man U set up themselves the, the extreme version of what Barcelona did though. Man, yeah. Barcelona at least played their best players. Manchester United yes. got as good a, as good of a result as as Barcelona did, and I'm going to say that knowing that they didn't get that away goal, the reason why they got the same level of result is because Sevilla is only going to beat them in Spain. They're not going to go into England and beat them there. It's not going to happen. It could happen, whatever. But it's the same level <laughs> of could happen like Chelsea's beating Barcelona. So, like, I feel good if I'm Sevilla because I feel like, cool, we didn't lose. We can go in there and upset them, and it's all it's all done in this tie. Same way I feel good if I'm Chelsea. It, I think if you're Sevilla, you're pissed because this was your chance to score a couple, and you like, put up 25 Sevilla, shots. If I wanted the best thing, it's like, okay – I would rather be. I would rather have tied one-one if I'm Sevilla because at least I can prove we broke through. In this, in this case, if they're in the same position, so they're I, I not. Know. They're not in the same position because Sevilla can go to England and they can tie this game one-one and get through. That's the huge difference. So, so United. Well, United. Yeah. So, so United. Chelsea United, can score two in Camp Nou, you know, and, right, and yeah, win on yeah, a two-two draw. Yeah. Almost definitely. Uh, <laughs> David Luiz is going to get both of them. Um, listen, I, 
I don't agree with the tactics here, but it, it's predictable. Uh, it, if you were ever going to bet the under, bet the under on an away game with Jose Mourinho. Um, it, it, it's it's predictable. It's boring. It's it's so far away from the things that have been working for him all season. Uh, I think Wakaku played just a, a terrible game because not only can he not get service to him, but he was doing a terrible job of holding up the ball uh, uh, farther up the field. And because he can't hold the ball farther up the field, they're unable to generate offense. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what's happening here. Um, I, so I don't. What do you What do you do? How do you change this moving forward? I mean, how do you change it for the second leg? Do you Do you now just go back to everything you've been doing all season? I think you play your best players if you're a Man United, <laughs> and you win two nothing in in England. I mean, I think it's kind of as simple as that. You you don't do what you did here and you try to score at least a little bit and you have the talent to do that. <laughs> at, least <a> little. <laughs> at least a little bit. I mean, they, there was no attempt to score goals. Lukaku had like one chance that almost he sky, he almost didn't sky it over the stadium. Right. It was early in the first half. I remember. Um, but I, I think if you're Sevilla, I, I don't mind. I mean, you didn't give up the away goal, right. Against a team that's probably better than you. So I, I think both teams would be happy with this result. And I don't think Sevilla has to change anything going into the second leg. I think they just, especially because they know Manchester United is going to have to take more chances because United has to score goals. The whole game is going to be different. It, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, actually. Yeah, Sevilla is going to have to come in with a different plan because they're going to be facing a different squad and a different yeah, mentality. absolutely. Well, they're like, going to be—they're going to—they're going to be facing a different front half of the field. I think United's back half is going to oh, be yeah, yeah. relatively unchanged. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they're—they're they're just going to have to deal with the fact that that the attack is going to be more menacing and more intentional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's also wild. Sevilla didn't make a substitution today until the 84th minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was—I said something about that. I thought they should have brought on uh, just a. You know, a like for like swap. Um, I'm generally against that, but I mean, oh yeah, Get, I like getting fresh bodies running at tired defenders. Like, yeah, with some Ben Yedder is just on fire for them. I mean, he he, he didn't puts play. In a lot, he didn't play at all. He puts in a lot of work for them domestically. He scores goals for them as a midfielder. Uh, it would have been nice to see him against United, but it, a little bit strange. But then again, I mean, their their strategy really didn't change the whole game, and they were able to apply pressure from start to finish. So. Um, it was sort of, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, the other game from today, Shakhtar Roma. Um, Shakhtar. Zorro. Shakhtar. Uh, with their with their strange Brazilian contingent <laughs> on their team, uh, Fred gets the game-winning goal. Uh, again, after Roma scores first. Um, Shakhtar plays pretty well away from home. How do you feel about their chances going to Rome? So now this is their third game against Rome in the past, I want to say, eight years. <laughs> Rome has un, uh, not beaten them thus far. That, that's kind of surprising. No, I thought Choctaw played very well. This game was the. I think this game is fair, fair to say, like the most even in terms of like the stats, um, can, because the other. Said- 
Yeah, and we yeah, said it was going to be like that last week, too. Yeah, and the other games there were one-sided in a way. The results were not, but this was this was pretty back and forth. Uh, Shakhtar probably should have won more than 2-1. to one. Um, yeah. Allison, Roma's goalkeeper, had some just unbelievable saves. There's one save where he's on his basically sitting down, and a guy gets it four yards away, tries to sky it, and somehow Allison gets a hand to it to put it over the net. It's like, it's like a diving save while he's already on the ground. Yeah, It's, it's an incredible save. Yeah. Um, Shakhtar had, I would say Shakhtar had the more dangerous chances, um, and they I mean, they capitalized. Fred got the, the go-ahead goal in the 80, uh, uh there. So I, they absolutely can, to go, can go into Rome. And they also, they don't need to win. They, they can... I mean, they can't lose one nothing, but they can draw. They can lose one one. You're uh, lose two one or something. It's not, you know. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan now works for NBC. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> they, could, they could win. They could they, lose. They could they, draw. They, there are lots of options for them, and still them advancing is what I was trying to get to. Thank you. Hey, yeah, I'll take that ten million dollars a year NBC contract, whatever they give Doc Emmerich. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, but they're absolutely. They absolutely could beat Roma in Rome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's like a, it was a crapshoot tie before this game, and now we just have the same thing going into the second leg, right? Like Roma got an away goal but lost. So, you know, not not to say the obvious, but really, it, anything could happen in the second game. And I think a, a game where both teams had the same number of shots, uh, Shakhtar couldn't get an insurance goal. I, I can see this going either way. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, let's talk about some Premier League games that are happening this weekend. games this weekend i'm pretty excited to get the premier league it's weird waking up on a saturday morning and just like not knowing what to do uh you know the olympics kind of feels that void you get some olympic hockey uh but other than olympic hockey it's like well curling Curling. curling. yeah curling it's curling yeah curling uh, South Korean women doing really well in curling this this time. I'm, this time uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the uh, Canadian curling team has has been upset. Look, at, we're not talking about it. Okay, we're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, really crushed. I would say crushed. Is that a big deal in Canada? Is it in all the papers? Uh, I'm I'm sure. I watched the Canadian qualifiers for the curling, and okay. I was I was impressed with the teams, but they have not not showed up to play. And let's let's stop talking. Guys, about let's save this material for our curling podcast. Ooh. Rainbow Chat Curling Pod. <laughs> the spinoff. Um, Literally. <laughs> the, cur- the curl off. All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Premier League. Uh, so we got some, you know, marquee matchups this weekend, but we also got some really important six six point matchups. Uh, specifically, Brighton Swansea, huge matchup with relegation implications, uh, and West Brom Huddersfield. West Brom. <laughs> Uh, is is just having a terrible, terrible season. But West Brom Huddersfield, two teams separated by seven points, but Huddersfield right outside the relegation zone, and West Brom at the bottom of the table, putting some distance between themselves and 19th place, which is really not where you want to be. Uh, quick take, Ryan, who do you got in this game? 
Uh, Huddersfield. I think West Brom's packing it in. Uh, also, if Ooh, packing it in, packing it in, yeah, you'll you'll get that. Uh, okay. Also, West Brom loses. I don't think Stoke wins, but they don't start picking up points. There, that gap from five is going to start really growing. And but I think West Brom just is not as good a team as uh, Huddersfield. So I'm taking the uh, Terriers. I think they're the Terriers. Uh, I, I actually, no, I guess. Um, Madison Sunday game, Palace and Spurs. I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Spurs coming off like a weird combination of two two draws, like tying one of the best teams in Europe and then tying uh, literally the worst team in League One. In I'm just going to mute my mic now. Yeah. Um, Palace at home. What do you think is going to happen here? I expect uh, Spurs will come out with a commanding victory, to tell you the truth. I think. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's it. Yeah, it is really. It has a really interesting roller coaster ride uh, for Spurs fans. Uh, sorry to speak for you, Ryan, but I think uh, I think uh, I think this is a game where Spurs will show their quality. They're playing a worse opponent. Doesn't really matter that they're playing away from home. I think they're going to pretty much dominate. I'd be surprised to see anything else. I think if there's been two teams that have been uh, two of the most consistent teams in in all of Europe, but also in England. Um, Spurs and Liverpool, I, I would have to say. Obviously City, but City City have been spotty uh, past couple of, I will say, two months. Um, at Wigan. <coughs> at, at, at Wigan. FA Cup. At Wigan, mm. at Wigan. Hold on. We got one more game in between because City, like, strangely plays on a Thursday. But uh, this Sunday, United-Chelsea. This is a huge game for both managers. Yeah, don't watch it. It's going to be so boring. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's going to be at, awesome. <laughs> it's at Old Trafford, so they're going to try and score goals. Uh, so, so Chelsea's got a little bit of that feel-good vibe back. United is, you know, constantly overachieving, as we've pointed out several times on this podcast. What do you think happens here, Ryan? I. I, th- I think I'll take before I yeah start complaining about how boring I think this game will be. I think Chelsea takes takes a victory um, here. I think they continue. Honestly, this was if they can continue this run of form from starting today or yesterday and continue into the weekend. If they play that organized fashion and they you know bring that same sort of you know. They didn't play out of their skulls, as we were saying, against Barcelona. If they play that well and that organized against United, they will win. United is talented, but they're not as talented as Barcelona. And United won't want the ball as much as Barcelona. So Chelsea will have more time to get their attacking players in space. I think Chelsea should probably play a striker because I think Man United will let them. But I think I think Chelsea wins this game. I'll say... Just one nothing because it'll still be a defensive struggle fest. But I'll say one nothing. Chelsea takes it. United United still has the best defense in England. Um, yeah, that's that is something we should point out. What do you think, Mazin? It's difficult to predict these kinds of games. Um, they they're both really quality teams. Uh, but if I were to kind of take the opposite tack, you know, Manchester United playing at home. Um, I expect them to win. Yeah, I expect Manchester United to win the game, and uh, I think if they don't win, then they will be disappointing themselves and their home and their fans. Um, they 
they have a lot of quality. But 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 the way they played at Sevilla is not disappointing themselves and their fans. Is that what you're saying? Different ideas. <laughs> different ideas. It's completely different. They're totally different. But the but the 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 play against Chelsea is super important. It's going to be massive for the final standings. They need to go out and win. They need to win this game. And I think that they have all they have all the they have all the tools that they're supposed to be able to do it. They went out and got a new base of the franchise over the January winter period. They 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 need to show some results, and this is the perfect moment to do it. If Manchester United can win against Chelsea. They will have lots of momentum going into the end of the season, and they should be favorites to lock up the second spot. But if they can't win this game, then the whole narrative is different. So, so Manchester United has gotten some results against the other top five teams, um, to their credit. Uh, I think if Manchester United starts Rashford and, um, and Martial and they have that wing play, it's going to be really hard for Chelsea to defend that wing play. Chelsea will do a good job of controlling the middle of the field. Um, but those, those guys, just when they can flank Chelsea's back three, uh, they're going to provide a lot of width, obviously, but also they're going to provide a lot of service to Okaku, um, something that a player like Paul Pogba, whose confidence is low, has not been able to do in the past couple of games. Um, and I think it's going to serve them well. I think the the player selection is going to be huge. I think it's fairly obvious who Mourinho should be choosing for player selection. Um, and I agree. I, I think this is probably a United win, uh, one nothing. Something I will say about it, if Chelsea does happen to take this game at Old Trafford, Liverpool could pull into second place for this win over West Ham. So we could that, see a second at 57, two at 56, and Tottenham at 55. You, you 100% know Liverpool's going to lose the game against West Ham, right? Like we, are, we all know this, right? Like we're all well, well, so I would I would say that's true if they were playing after this game. Like, if Chelsea won before the Liverpool game and Liverpool was like, okay, we just need to beat West Ham at home, then there would be <laughs> zero chance that Liverpool would win that game. Uh, but Liverpool plays first, so I feel like uh, the, some of the pressure is off. Uh, you're right, Mason. I mean, this has huge implications for the final standings. You know, these these top five teams. A lot of times with any league, you know, the top four, top five is determined by how well you do against other teams in the top four, top five. And and this is just one of those games. Um, you know, they're separated by just what like three points. Chelsea can tie them uh, on points. They'll be behind on GD if they win this game. Uh, and, and both teams are coming off, yeah, tying, you know, good teams in Spain. Um, I give the edge to Manchester United at home. I think in a fairly Manchester United fashion in a one nothing game. You said that United does well against the other top six. In six games this year, they've gotten seven points, which is not great, but it's also not terrible. They, t- they, t- they haven't. Dro- I think they dropped what a game to Spurs and and a game to City, and I think Spurs that's it. City and uh, had it. Um, I know they tied Arsenal twice. I know they tied. Um, they Spurs lost, They beat Arsenal. They lost to City. They lost to Chelsea. Um, in Chelsea, okay. one off. They lost. They lost to Chelsea that game. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if they actually have any wins. <laughs> I think they just have ties and they losses. Beat, they, beat, they beat Arsenal. They beat Arsenal and they beat Spurs early in the year. Do, okay. do, do, does, do, do or does. I can't I really. I'm going to figure out how the okay. text is going to go as I say it. But do yeah. or does. Uh, Conte 
and Mourinho get into like a little fist fight, like a little one, little teeny fist fight. I think there's words exchange for sure. I think there's absolutely a sideline uh, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. I was gonna say kerfuffle. Maybe a locker room kerfuffle. I want to see the betting pools are like where the kerfuffles are happening, what the kerfuffle, what the nature of the kerfuffle is. Like I want, I want to think it's one of them stepping outside of their box and the other saying something. Well, 100%. Conte's going to step outside his box just normally. That's what he does. It's like... <laughs> Did Conte just take that three kick? <laughs> Wrong Conte. Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think you see... I, I think this game is going to have some, you know, some excitement in that uh, things that aren't happening on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not exciting on the pitch. I feel like it'll be an exciting game. I think it'll be an open game. Disagree. Anyways, Arsenal, Man City. Arsenal, Man City. It, it, weird, weird, like, Thursday oh. game. Yeah, Arsenal, Man City, weird Thursday game. Man City, coming off that loss to Wigan. Wigan is Man City's FA Cup kryptonite. Who would have thunk it? Um, I don't think we need to say much about this game. I know the game is in London, but come on. Arsenal versus City. Is this like... Madison's going in with a hot take. Arsenal win the game. Watch it happen. Do you really think that, or is it just yes. something like you have no... I really like, think it. You know, like... like it's not from my brain. It's not from my brain. It's from it's from this, this, this inner... It's from my gut. It's from this inner gestation of, like... I just feel like it's going to happen. I just, I don't know. I feel like they're ex- they're exciting now. They have Aubameyang, they have Mkhitaryan, their whole new team. They have nothing to play for. They're just going at it. They could win. I would say the only uh, the only thing they have going for them is they're used to playing on Thursdays. Hey, hey. air horn, and I'm out. <laughs> Got him. Uh, I come on. They're not going to win this game. I, I think I, I think they would do a good result for them would be. A draw, but well, obviously that would be a good result. I think I think they're gonna win. Let's put it down. <laughs> put it down. Mark it down. Upset special. Where right. is this game being played? London. London. I had to think about which team that meant at first. That's that's not good. <laughs> it's a little late at night here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the good news is this would effectively eliminate Arsenal from fifth place contention so it would guarantee spurs that uh you know that european spot next year or whoever comes in fifth also that thursday game is next week thursday yeah it's very strange that's very strange well it's because so, Arsenal so, has to so, play so, so it's not i'm sorry i'm sorry it's not next week it's the it, it's uh, it's the first of march it's the it's yeah, literally it's, a week from tomorrow yeah. this is today's one yeah yeah, that's super odd. It is, yeah. it is literally that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My schedule at one point is saying it happens on Friday, so it's that's not helpful. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> what was the? <that? laughs> I don't. I'm not even gonna go to it. Um, all right, so that game's a little bit farther away, but I don't think there's any way that Arsenal takes three points from that game. We'll see. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to close with a new segment we're going to call The Lock of the Week with Mr. Chang. Stay tuned. All 
back. We're here with Mr. Chang. Mr. Chang, who's on the phone. Uh, we're going to do our first ever lock of the week. Uh, we weren't able to get his lock of the week from last weekend, but I do want to point out that Mr. Chang hit his lock of the week last week. Bayern Munich over three. Got a little lucky with that red card, but he knew it was going to come. Uh, Chang, can you hear me? Yes. All right. So what's your lock of the week sponsored by Master Lock for this week? Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, this week I am looking at La Liga. Uh, Ibar is going in uh, to Celta, and Celta will be at home, and I think they're going to win this one. Um, so Celta money line. They have been playing well at home. They stumbled the last couple times on the road. Uh, they're looking here to really uh, get their uh, winning track back on, and Ibar gives away a lot of games on the road, so this won't be a surprise if they just lose either by one, by two, by multiple goals, uh, so just the money line. You know the odds in the money line? Even odds. Even odds. None of this wow. big negative. Even Is that really odds. true? It's really even odds for Celta money line at home? Wow. I guess yeah. that makes sense with the tie. Alright, I like it. So far, so far, 1-0. Here's, here's what we're going to do, Mr. Chang. We're going to keep track, and uh, if you fall below five, let's put it this way. If you're minus five between wins and losses, uh, we're never going to have you on again. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> exact score, guys. Oh, exactly. 3-1. You got to keep this in mind. I like Salta. Yago Aspas. All the way. Yeah, feel confident about this one uh, after looking at a lot of games, especially Champions League. So, and yep. thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for doing this. And uh, next week, I think I think I have to do this on Thursday next week. So we'll we'll see you next Thursday.